Hey beautiful, I am so happy that you are here. My name's Courtney. I'm a wife, a toddler mom, and a 30-something year old Ohio girl just trying to find my thing. In this podcast, it's all about transparency with ourselves and each other. If you hang with me, we are going to build a community where self-care isn't selfish. Talking about anxiety and depression is as easy as asking about your favorite color. And we're going to try every damn day to be the best version of ourselves. So if you're ready to chase your own dreams, even after chasing around a little one, then you're in the right place. This is Chasing Courage. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Chasing Courage. Thank you so much for choosing to press play today. I am just so honored that you choose to come back here uh, each and every week, or if this is your first time, welcome. I'm Courtney, uh, the host of Chasing Courage. And this lady that I have on here uh, that I interviewed to share with you all today, she is just she, she brings the energy. Her energy is unmatched, and she is a mama of two girls. Her girls are a little bit older. I won't go into all of the nitty-gritty details um, as she shares her own resume with you uh, here at the beginning of the interview, but this week was kind of fun because I had the interview with her that was um, kind of all focused on morning routines, habit stacking, uh, the love and hate relationship with Monday mornings. And then I also had recorded a solo episode um, over the weekend that was focused on finding your gift, figuring out what your calling is, like tips and tricks to help you figure out, you know, like what gift you were put on this earth to, to fulfill. And so I put that up on my Instagram and my Facebook. And ultimately it was actually kind of like a coin toss because my Facebook community was asking for this, um, this morning routine, uh, topic. And then my Instagram was asking for the, what is your gift topic? Basically, I just was like, uh, okay, well, I'm going to release the interview because when I interview somebody else, you know, they took their time out of their day. We, we scheduled something and I just want to show gratitude to Miss Sarah and any, anybody else who's ever been on my podcast. I want to show appreciation for their time and their energy that they spent to come on my show and chat with you guys. So Sarah is somebody who I met through my personal development community, The Collective. She took the same podcasting course that I did. She goes podcasting. I'm sure you guys are like, wah, 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 wah. like Courtney, you say that every single time. And yeah, I do. But it's because I've literally met dozens of women through these two communities that are my friends, my mentors, and just people that I can like look up to and other mamas that can help like support one another. So yes, I'm going to continue to be interviewing them and sharing them with you guys because this is a group of women that six months ago, one year ago, I didn't even know existed. And I highly encourage you, if you're interested in anything like that, shoot me a DM or go find uh, Keisha Fitzgerald on Instagram and send her a DM on how you can become a part of this community too. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Miss Sarah. Hey, Sarah, welcome to Chasing Courage. I'm so, so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you, Courtney, for having me. I'm so excited to be here today with you and your audience. Awesome. Awesome. Will you, first of all, of course, just start out by telling everybody um, a little bit about you, your family, your job, what you do, all those things. 
For sure. So my name is Sarah and I live in very rural Massachusetts in my small hometown where I was born and raised. Um, and I will give you a little bit of my life resume. So I am a mom to two girls ages 13 and eight. Um, I am sort of still a newlywed. I was uh, married last year in 2020. So holler to all those COVID brides. <laughs> yeah, um, this is my second marriage. I have been divorced and single mom. Um, I've experienced all those feels of working three jobs and parenting little kids by myself. Um, I am a business owner to a local um, convenience store, coffee shop. I have a gas station and a repair shop. So I'm kind of the only thing where like the it brand in town. <laughs> wow. um, my, yeah, it's, it's a very unique situation. It's a family business that I inherited. Um, I never foresaw myself running this business. I worked in healthcare for 12 years, but um, it's, I, I enjoy it. And awesome. it, it, yeah, and it gives me flexibility to raise my kids and do it all. Um, my husband is also a business owner. He's an arborist owning a tree company. So we're busy people. And yeah. I am a podcast host to the Experience Life podcast because my passions in life are running, reading, and writing. I'm currently um, writing my first book. So. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for that. That is so cool. Okay. So first of all, I before we started recording, we were talking about how um, I gave you a couple dates for us to record this, this podcast, and you specifically chose a Monday. And I love that. And I did, it didn't dawn on me until we hopped on here, but you've talked on your podcast, on your Instagram. And then now before we hopped on about how you, you just enjoy and love Mondays. So I would just like to know how and why that is. That's funny. I just had this conversation with my kids at dinner. Uh, they always like to point out how I'm weird. And I told them I'm a rare breed. Nobody likes Monday. So people always that sticks out in their brain. Like, Sarah, why do you like Monday? Yep. Well, this is how I look at it. Life is a marathon. I refer to many things in running because I've been running for like 18 plus years. So to me, life is a marathon. It is a long, windy road, sometimes without a turn in it. Each week is another mile in your journey, right? It's mm -hmm. another opportunity to accomplish something else. Each weekend for me is a rehydration station. They are equally as important because you can't run a marathon unless you stop to rehydrate along the way. Yeah. So I look at Monday as when my alarm goes off on Monday morning, people are usually like, Ugh, and they slam the alarm, right? Yep. Me, I'm like, hop out of bed on Monday morning. It is my shotgun start. The gates open and it's go time. It's like, I have a blank canvas and a chance to go again. I have a hard time resting. So I look at my weekends as a replenish and a rehydration station. Yeah. And I have so many dreams and goals for myself that I feel like I can't waste one single second. And I know that I need to stop at my rehydration stations along the way on the weekends. So when I get the chance to begin again on Monday morning, I am ready. Monday is like a chance to produce results for my results list, which if you don't know what a results list is, that's how I look at it rather than like a to-do list. I love a that. results list. Yeah. So the things that like produce results for me later on down the road, what can I do now that I will thank myself for later moving me closer to where I want to be? 
So I love, I love the results list. Um, I'm happy right? that you brought that up because in your, um, in your podcast episode today, you, you talked about the rehydration stations. It's just a really good perspective to have. Um, cause I am definitely like, I am that stereotypical person who Mondays, like, ugh, like blah Mondays, like another Monday. I will say that the last year that I've been on this personal growth journey, that's slowly starting to evolve and change and be something that, you know, because I think that, I mean, that's, I I love how you said, um, I wrote it down. I I feel like I can't wait or waste one single second. I can't waste one single second. And I think that every, every minute, every hour, every day, every week, every, you know, it's part of your life and you can rewrite that narrative. If you're that person that's not wanting to get up on Monday or whatever day it is really, because it could be a different day. You can rewrite that to yourself. And I think I was gifted that ability to rewrite that for myself through my own personal journey. Yeah. That's so awesome. Um, and then you, you, you spoke about, you know, like weekends, cause I'm one of those people that, you know, I think that the, the, the hatred or dislike for Mondays comes from the fact that my weekends are so fulfilling and full and time with family. Um, but something that I have been realizing, and you touched on this a little bit too, is that like that time is only special because you're busting your butt and hustling and all of that through the week that then the weekend is a little bit more appreciative, I guess. It's your results list. So what did you work for all week long? You didn't work just for a paycheck. You worked for that family that you're providing for. Like I always say this to my husband, he does outside work for a living. So like to him, it's nothing, but like in the summertime, we do a huge garden and treat and all the things. And I never want to go do it. And, but if I go out and I do it, then I can sit there that night and look at what beautiful abundance we worked for. Right. So your weekend, you get to sit with your family on what you worked for all week long. It's a good reminder. It's such a good reminder, such a good perspective. I just love it. Um, you suggested in, I, this was in one of your podcast episodes, you talked about making a list of the people who need you to show up. And obviously not just on Mondays, on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, like who needs you to show up and how many people you're giving your time and energy to. And that was so eye-opening to me because I think that that made me realize like, I don't know, just like how important it is to reset yourself on a Monday or every single morning. Um because when you make that list, it's, it's pretty long, especially as a mom. Yeah. It's eye-opening who's sucking your energy, right? Yeah. So I, d- I did mention this um, in the episode that aired this morning, because one of the things that um, you have to do to protect your energy is identify your energy suckers. So you don't realize how many people you are giving to every single day. And I challenge people to look at that because- you may think that if you're not a mom, which I assume most people that are here are probably moms, but how many people are stemming from your children, from your spouse? So I have this, um, this methodology, like a little picture graph that I teach is like a bush. So if you draw a stem, you're the stem, I'm the Mm -hmm. stem, each branch who is directly affected by you. So I have three main branches, my kids, my husband, and then who stems off of that. So my husband leads a team of individuals that are his employees and my kids have friends and they have Mm -hmm. school rooms and I have employees of my own. So each one is a branch with branch is off of it. And if I don't support and rehydrate and prune my bush, 
what's going to happen? There's going to be nothing left. It's going to be sucked dry. There will be no abundant blooming, right? Yep. So I think it's really like I suggest this to recognize and prove to yourself you know, really who is sucking from you, who needs you to show up. And I think that a lot of times that helps you establish your why, why am I doing this? This is why I'm doing this. It's not always selfish. It's for them too. Mm -hmm. I think that that's something as, um, for me, myself, like I'm an Enneagram too. So are you, I I thought maybe that you might be, okay, this is perfect. And for those of you who are listening, like Enneagram two is known as the helper. So a lot of times when we set goals or we're going to wake up on Monday and devotion workout, et cetera, it really motivates me more. And I'm sure you too, to think how is my spouse going to benefit from this workout that I'm going to do? Or how is this going to benefit from the fact that I took 20 minutes to do some reading and just be with myself before he woke up? Because a lot of the times, if I'm just going to do it for myself, then that's when it's easier to throw the towel in. And isn't that funny that we're always willing to cut ourselves off, but not for, but if you put it for somebody else, if you're that type of person that needs to do that, and I'm like that too, yep. then it changes the whole narrative of the whole thing. Right. Yeah. I will show up every day for my kids, but not always for myself. So, so true. <laughs> right. It's so true. I mean, any, any good mama will do that. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I think it's just a matter of make, make that your why then change, change the narrative a little bit about why you're doing what you're doing. Yep. And in speaking about that, something that you have talked about and that I've heard on a couple other like mama podcast um, is this concept of, I'll just let you talk about it. What is your thought on parents or moms who let themselves get up at the same time as their children or their children wake them up? I'm glad you said that somebody else said this. You yes. said this somewhere else. Oh, yep. good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, I'm not you the know, only crazy person. Do you know who I think who else I've heard it from is, um, and I know that you're a fan of her, Rachel Hollis talks about this. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you the, hear this on her podcast? I swear it was on her podcast. She was just like, if you, like your day is screwed. Like you are screwed. <laughs> you are screwed. If your kids are your alarm, alarm clock, you are screwed. It would make sense that Rachel said that because she has older kids. Yes. And I think if you have young kids and you're hearing this, you're like, oh my God, I'm so bad. Like, no, we all did it. We know because we did it. A hundred percent. I only know because looking back, I can connect the dots and I can figure out that why did I have such high anxiety? Why couldn't I get things done? I woke up with incredible anxiety every single day. And that was a huge contributor because I want you to think of it as like, the emoji with the, with the face plant. When I see somebody like somebody that's like, I don't get it, you know, and their kids are their alarm clock. No, 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 no. You are screwed. I wish somebody told me this from the beginning. And you know, when they wake you up, they immediately want your attention, right? They need something. They need something always. And they never stop. And you know what? I want to be there for them. I want to give them what they want. And if I don't have the energy to give it to them, I don't have the mindset to present them. It's just this downward spiral because then I end up um, with shame or resentment because I couldn't be the mom I want to be. And if I want to be the mom I want to be, I have to take care of me first. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, so what would you say to, um, to like the mom who says, okay, well, you, you're saying that you want me to have more energy and I'm going to do that by waking up an hour earlier and not sleeping an extra hour. People think that's crazy. So it's not for everybody. It's not for every season of every 
buddy's life, every mom's um, situation, especially a a mom with a baby. Like, no, did I get up an hour before my kids when they were between the ages of zero and 12 months? Absolutely not. That is your precious sacred time. And it is 12 months of your life or two years of your life. And you're never getting that back. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you have to have grace with yourself. Yes. You give yourself grace. Be kind to yourself. Don't compare your day one to somebody's day 1000. Don't compare your beginning journey to somebody's middle journey. Don't look at me. I have a teenager and an eight year old. You know, there was right. days where I laid in bed and I napped with my kids and I loved every single second of it. And that is the that is that I teach about experiencing life and the meaning of life lies within your experiences. At the end of your life, all you have left are the memories from the experiences that you experience. Yes. Yeah. And when I look back at my kids being babies, I don't think like, Oh my God, um, how much did I weigh when my daughter was eight months old or what time did I get up when she was a year old? I have no idea that stuff fades away, but what doesn't fade away is the memories of me rocking her in her rocking chair for hours on end or, you know, snuggling her in the night. Those don't go away. So no. And I think that that's, it's so the whole idea of like doing it based on the season of your life is what's so important. Like my son's two and a half. We were chatting before we got on here to record. And I would probably say somewhere between the realm of like the last six to eight months is when I have been making a point to most days. I'm not perfect, but most days waking up before he does. Um, And it's just really been a game changer for me. Now, had I tried to do that when he was a year and a half versus two and a half, I don't really know if it would have worked, but I have a pretty good reliability on what time he's going to wake up. And I will intentionally set an alarm for an hour to an hour and a half before that. And especially on the weekends, my husband thinks I'm crazy, (laughs) but then when we're waking up, I'm already up and I've got a workout in or some reading or a shower, I'm ready to go. And my husband's like all stressed out because of all the things that our son wants to play and do. And he's like, I'm trying to wake up. Well, I've been awake for an hour and a half. Right. And don't you feel so much better? You You feel like you can, you can be more present and actually experience those experiences that you're looking for. Yeah. You're not like, oh, well, hang on, go, go watch TV by yourself while I do my workout or hang on. Mommy's got a shower, like play with these toys on the bathroom floor. Why a shower? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I just think that that's so important. So I want to use this as a transition sort of to uh, talk about how creating a morning routine for ourselves um, and how that's so important and how your routine has to come before the things that your spouse, your significant other, your kids, your routine has to come before their routine. So <laughs> I say to people, they say it's easier said than done, right? For sure. And I say no shit. Like <laughs> yeah. anything in life is easier coming out of your mouth than the action in your body, right? Yes. So, yeah. I mean, we, we all have busy lives. That's reality. We all have busy lives. We all don't have time. We all, this is true though. We all have the same amount of hours in each day. Everybody has equal playing field. Everybody has equal opportunity to do the things. It's how well do you utilize your time? So they're saying it's easier said than done. They're really saying to you, 
I don't have the skills to do that. Or that is too overwhelming for me to take action. So I would rather stay here in my comfort zone than move out of it and face the fear of change because no human likes change. It's just how we are wired. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but would you rather stay stuck in your comfort zone than take action? I mean, tying your shoes is easier said than done. Um, you know, cooking dinner is easier said than done, but what is a priority to you? And truly, if you're a mom yeah. and you birth the baby out of your body, hello, you birth the baby out of your body. <laughs> yeah. I mean, stop <laughs> running from little hills. You climbed Mount Everest. You yeah. can do this. <laughs> I Come love on. that. Right? Yes, I love that. Because I think that like, um, you know, for me, we'll say six months ago, eight, eight months ago, like, okay, Courtney, what's your morning routine? Well, I, particularly on the weekends, here's the shit show morning routine. Well, <laughs> my, my son cries or I hear him playing in his room. So then I wake up and I get out of bed and then we go downstairs and I make him breakfast. And then I take off his pajamas and put his clothes on. And like, that's not my routine. That's his routine. And like, that's you talk about routine. this so much. And I like, it was like a light bulb moment. I was like, that's not my morning routine. I'm letting it even for, for my husband. Oh, I, I wake up and it's Sunday. And so I'm going to make pancakes for my husband and for my son. Okay. Yeah. But what did I do for myself before that? Right. And Is you that- can't pour from an empty cup. Your stem's going to fall over. You're not going to support the branches. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it's so I, true. For the person out there feeling guilty, we all did it. Like I said, don't compare your beginning to my middle. I did this to myself. And that's why I know this is I burned myself out at both ends. And something that I talk about is um, I like to help my children every morning um, present themselves to their day by setting their mindset. But I cannot set their mindset the way I want to if I don't set mine first because Mm. I don't have a mindset to present to them. Yeah. You got to tell your brain that you're first. It's like an oxygen mask on a plane. If you've all ever flown before, they tell you to put the oxygen mask on your first, your face first, right before you take care of your kids. You can't breathe into them if you don't breathe into you. Yep. It's, uh, it's such, it's, it's a perfect image to have about it. And I think that especially as moms, um, the word selfish comes up, yeah. you know, initially yeah. your gut reaction to that type of talk or those type of actions is selfish. Yes. But when you break it down, explore it in a different um, perspective, a different light, like, okay, but if your, your cup is going to then be empty. Yes. So there's, yes. there's nothing to give. And I think that um, I encourage people to tell their kids, their husband, whoever, um, why you're doing this, what you're doing, how they're all benefiting from it. And they may not like it and they may not like it for a while, but eventually they will see the result list from this for their own selfish reasons. I mean, they, they all want the best of you. There's a quote out there somewhere that says um, that children are like hens and they'll pack you until there's (laughs) nothing left. And you got to keep replenishing that to give to them. So I challenge people to not look at it as selfish, but to look at it as, you know, you're, you have to be able to gift this to my children. I gift my children, me getting up early to take care of me. Yep. Yeah. That's so good. Um, I would love if you would kind of give us a little glimpse in as much detail or as simplified, um, as you would like, but give my audience and myself too, um, just like an inside look on what your, your mornings look like. So my morning routine for me is, um, when my alarm goes off, which is usually 5.00 AM, um, I, well, I should start the night before. So I really okay. say that your morning routine starts the night before. 
because I think that you need to set yourself up for success. If you have work the next day, if your kids go to school the next day, if you're leaving your house or you have a schedule. So I like to micro um, clean like my house and my laundry and things like that. So I don't feel super overwhelmed. So every night I habitually start my dishwasher, start my washing machine, um, pack my kids lunches if they're leaving the next day. And then this is important and it takes two seconds is I put my workout clothes on my dresser, everything's out. And in my workout room are my shoes. So I literally, there's no question. When the alarm goes off, I get up. There's no questioning. Well, I don't have clothes. Well, I don't have, no excuse. Just do it. I put yeah, them find on. the sports bra in the pile of laundry. <laughs> nope. And I did that for years. I'd be like with the flashlight. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? Screw it. I'm not yes. showing up today. Like, <laughs> nope. There's no excuse, Sarah. Show up. Yeah. So I come downstairs, I do my morning readings. I do morning journaling, um, like a gratitude journal. And I share these on my Instagram stories. I'm very open about all of it. Um, then I move my body. So I think that for a long time I would move my body first. And then I realized it was too draining for me. I felt like I had to show up and produce something. You're human first, take care of you first. If you need coffee, you need tea, you need whatever, take care of you first, fill your soul, then move your body. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I move my body and then, um, I can present myself to my kids and I present them, present to them. I feed them, do their morning routine, and then I get rid of them. And mm-hmm. then, <laughs> then, and then like, I will podcast, I will listen to a podcast or something like that before I go to work. Um, yeah. and then I, then I go to work. So, yeah. Yeah. And do you think, well, I believe I already know how you're going to answer this, but think about the past year, 2020, and how a lot of people's morning routines, if they had them, might've changed a little bit. Like an example for me is that I got into a really good habit for the longest time of, I have about a half hour commute to work. So for that time, I would listen to podcasts. But then when I was forced to work from home, I didn't listen to podcasts because there was no 30 minute commute. Yeah. Talk about how important that you think that is for us to make those shifts and alterations to, because I know for me, I mean, that was, a. it was like a couple of weeks later, I was like, what's like, what's missing? What's off? Yep. And you could tell that you were missing something, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit draining. Yeah. So I, I think we always have to be resilient in the face of change because it's always changing. And my morning routine has not always been the same. I have to change it around my kids, my time of work. I used to commute as well. I don't have a commute anymore. My business is literally a half a mile around the corner. My kids are home a lot. So I have that too. I challenge people to look for how you can make sure you get it in. So oftentimes people will say they don't have time for a podcast. You have time for a podcast. Listen to it when you're in the shower, break it up. It could be five minutes here, five minutes there. Can you pop in? A lot of times I pop in one AirPod because then I can hear my kids, but I can hear this. I'm really paying attention to this. If I'm cooking dinner, if I'm doing laundry and they're watching a TV show or they're on zoom all the time with their friends now. So you might have to figure it out and change. You can't just like write yourself this script of this is it. And if something changes, then that's all out. And th- yeah. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. you have to figure out how you can fit this microly into your day, to your life, write it out on a planner, yeah. time block it. Yep. You know? I, I just, I, I love that. And I think that that's so important. Like, you know, being able to adapt and change the morning routine based on what's going on in the world, i.e. a pandemic um, for us as moms, just the age of our kids. I mean, right yeah. now at two and a half, um, you know, my son needs me to dress him. 
a year from now, he's probably going to be able to get himself dressed like just little yes. things like that, or you have to adapt and realize like, it's not always going to be the same and that's okay. Right. Also, right. I guess it could even be things that you like, like, or don't like, like maybe there's yep. a season of life where I enjoy reading in the morning and then I don't know the next year I'm like, you know what? I like reading in bed at night before I go to sleep. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I foresee, I actually, my daughter's going to high school next year and I know that I'm gonna have to change things because she's going to a different high school and I'm going to have to drive her there. It's going to be like an hour commute. And so I know that things will have to be put to the nighttime. And I've done that before in my life. And if, as long as I think, as long as you are making it work for your life, where you're going to continue to habitually show up, if it works for you, it works for you. Some people work nights. They might do it at night, you know? Um, so don't just look at somebody and think that this is solidly exactly how it has to be scripted. No, it's, it's your life. It's your script. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you mentioned the word habitually and I wanted to just talk real quick on something else that I know you're passionate about. And that kind of goes with having a morning routine and that is habit stacking and how those two things can kind of play off one of another. And I guess maybe first of all, explain what your interpretation of habit stacking is. So habit stacking to me means that you start with one habit. So a habit is something that you do without question every single day. Do you bite your nails? I mean, do you get up at 5am like me? That's a habit to me. Like I said, there's no question about it. Mm -hmm. And I literally have gotten up since I was a little girl at five o'clock in the morning. So to me, there's no question. So what can I add on to that, that there will be no question about me doing it? So my gratitude journal is uh, fairly new in the last couple of years. I think I've been maybe doing it like two years. Um, So it wasn't sticking for me at first because I was just kind of doing it whenever. But then I thought if I leave this on my desk in the morning, which I walk by on my way to my treadmill, which I do every single day, I won't leave it out. And since Mm -hmm. I've done it, I've never missed a day. So anything I want to add into my morning, I habit stack it onto the thing that is solidly in my day, seven days a week, and it doesn't get missed. Now, like my evening routine, like I said, the laundry, the dishes, when I added those things in, they don't get missed. And then I don't end up having piles of laundry in the weekend because I'm habit stacking them at night. I am micro bursting these things out. I am habitually showing up every day. So if somebody can start with one thing, um, and you create it as a habit in your life by doing it repetitively for a while. You can't overload yourself like, you know, right. with the goals. So if anybody's ever heard the analogy of the rock into the pond, you can't give yourself five goals at one time. You have to choose one goal at a yes. time Yeah, because yeah. one big rock makes a big splash where a lot of little rocks make a lot of little splashes. Yep. So you are going to succeed better and it's going to be sustainable if you take one at a time and then you have it stack on top of that once it's solid. Yeah. I know that um, one of my favorite habit stacking, um, I don't know, I guess things that I've heard uh, somebody talk about before is Dave Hollis. He, yeah. I think it was in his podcast that um, he was talking about how he was trying to incorporate more like of an arm workout. And so he started doing, <laughs> did you hear this? No, oh. so <laughs> he was trying wait. to, he's trying to build arm muscles. And so he started doing 10 pushups after he went to the bathroom. Oh, yep. That's genius. Like it's genius. Going to the bathroom is a habit, a routine. Like you have to do it. 
And so he yep. was like, after I go to the bathroom and before I wash my hands, I go up against the wall or get on the floor and do 10 push-ups." And I was yep. like, that to me is a perfect example of what habit stacking is. Absolutely. You something that you're, you're just, you're always going to, you, you have, you have to do it. You're going to do it. Your body and your mind are used to it. And so he's microbursting it throughout his day. And I guarantee he's getting a hundred or more pushups throughout the day. For sure. Yep. Um, and an, like an example for a mom, we were talking about how people, I, I love it as a, as a podcaster. I love when people say that they don't have time to listen to podcasts and you've spoke about this. Yep. Um, and another example that just popped into my head uh, for as far as habit stacking, say you're a mother who's nursing. Yes. What are you doing when you're sitting there and you're feeding your baby? Yep. That's the perfect yep. opportunity. There's so much lost time in people's days, so much lost time. And people will be like, how do you accomplish so many things? I have the same time as you guys. You're saying so, yeah. time. You just have to find the missing time. Yes. When your kids are napping, when you're, when you're breastfeeding, when you're whatever you're doing, cooking, I think cooking laundry. Um, like when my kids are showering at night and things like that, I crank it out. Yeah. No, that's, it's a realization that I've really had in like the last year. Like we complain that we don't have time, but typically when you really break it down, it's something that you are, aren't doing. That's the reason that you're losing time. You can pluck it out from here and there at 10 minutes, 10 minutes, piece it together. And I listen to an hour podcast in my day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. I love that so much. Um, Okay. So this, I know that like for my listeners, we, I commonly give like a list of questions to, to people that I'm going to interview. And I do want to ask you one question that I didn't give you a heads up on, but I've I've asked this to a couple of people in the past. And I just really think that especially during this hard season of COVID-19 and all that, that it's important to end on a positive note. And so I just would like to know right now in your life, um, what is someone or something that lights you up? I'm writing my book. Okay, awesome. Uh, Can we dive uh, into that a little bit? Yeah, I have. Um, it's really like my entire and see, I immediately feel selfish saying that, but I have to tell myself no, because I have shown up for so many years for my kids. And so right now my book is my priority. Not that they're not, but I have sticky notes everywhere. They're on the walls behind me. They're on this laptop that I'm talking to on. They're in every book that I open every single day, because the word that I, that I chose for myself for the year 2021 is speak because I was self-sabotaging myself, holding myself back from telling a story. I don't know if anybody has ever, um, written a story, anybody's ever written a book and they feel like, and I used to think people were crazy when they would be like, Oh my God, like this character is like, like haunting me in the night, like, talking to me. I have to tell this story. Well, the character is me. So the story is about me and my life and I can't sleep at night. It's, I have to get this story out. So that is my goal this year. It, it lights me up every single time that I find myself forcing myself to sit here and tell this story. It lights my soul on fire. And I was avoiding it until I was like, well, I can write for 10 minutes here and I can write for 20 minutes there. And now I'm cranking the chapters out. Right. Cause that's like, that's another thing. That's a huge, big daunting task, right. To write a book. So it'd be so easy for the everyday person to be like, well, of course I want to do that. That's a goal of mine, but how in the world do you have time for that? Like you just said, five minutes here, 10 minutes there. I mean, it, it adds up like exponentially. 
It does. And when you look at big goals like that, like writing a book or something large, um, your, your mind can't handle it. You have to break it down into baby chunks. That's why we work in like 90 day increments or whatever you're working in. Um, and then I just focus on that. And I literally think it every single day, what my writing goal is. I know it in my head rather than thinking I have to write this book. I'm thinking I have to write this amount of words. Yeah. Yeah. For my listeners, um, I will highly encourage you and I'll put this in the show notes to go over to Sarah's Instagram page and check out her podcast. Cause you, we can learn a little bit of your story, um, and the stuff that you have gone through prior to the book coming out. Um, but will you just for everybody, just verbally tell them where the best place to connect with you is. Instagram is my jam. It's my favorite place to be. I post on the stories every day. If you want to know more about my morning routine or the ins and outs of my life, I'm a very open book. Uh, send me a DM anytime and I'd be happy to share. So my Instagram handle is ms.sarah underscore jac. And my uh, podcast is the Experience Life Podcast with host Sarah Jack, which is jac. Yes. It's so good. And I will link both of these in the show notes um, for you guys, because I highly suggest checking, checking her out, whether you're a mama or not. Thank you, Courtney. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to share this with everybody. Um, I think that it is so important, especially right now, everybody's trying to figure out what goals or, you know, routines they wouldn't put in place for the year. And it all, it all starts when you wake up. It starts the moment you open your eyes. Yep. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you for checking out the Chasing Courage podcast. If you vibed with this episode in any way, it would mean the world to me if you shared it with a girlfriend, a fellow mama who might really need to hear this message today, or share it on your social media. If you have any feedback, takeaways, or questions, slide into my DMs on Instagram. I make a point to respond to each and every message. I'll be back next week, same time, same place. But until then... Think about it. What will you chase today?